0: And bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dikewo to the nations, she is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy.
1: Keys to overcoming. How are you going to? How are we going to overcome? Because we need to overcome. There is an enemy who has targeted us. There are temptations left and right. There's a situation that is not perfect. How are we going to overcome? Key number one. Overcome by the power of a Mordecai in your life. A Mordecai. M-O-R-D-E-C-A-I. A a Mordecai in your life. Or a Mordecai. I don't know which one. Overcome by the power of a Mordecai in your life. Esther chapter 2 and verse 20 Esther chapter 2 and verse 20 Esther I hope you know the story of this young orphan who was brought up by her uncle Mordecai after Vashti had done you see Vashti is the example of many of us she had done her things and she had lost out lost everything and Esther was her replacement and this scripture tells us something about her the king liked her or she was brought to be as part of those he would choose and the bible says that esther had not yet showed her kindred nor her people as Mordecai had charged her for esther did the commandment of Mordecai like as when she was brought up with him so here is this girl who is going to marry and as she gets married she is told by the uncle who brought her up when you go, don't tell them that you are a Jew and the Bible says that she obeyed him before she was married and even as she was married she continued to obey this is the voice of somebody in her life who was a godly man who knew her who had guided her in many things and she never threw him away she never threw him away am I talking to somebody this afternoon? now the story continues Joshua, just find for me the scripture where she was telling them that if she goes to the um, king, he will, I mean, he, she may lose her life. I want to show you the influence of a Mordecai in the life of Esther. So here is Esther. She has finally married and she's living quietly and safely in the king's house. And then Mordecai sends her a message. And tells her that a law has been passed that on a certain day, all the people in the kingdom, all the Jews in the kingdom, would be killed. And Esther, um, let's go backwards a bit. Go to verse 13. Yeah. So, he tells her, um, take us further back to where she's describing her problem. It's a few verses behind He tells her that she should go and talk to the king on behalf of the people. Now, you need to see that it's a ministry because a whole people, they were actually saved by this young girl. Are you with me? But look... She sent him a message, and she said, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such of whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. Let's pause here for a moment. Does this lady not have a good point? She's saying that, I understand what you are saying, oh, and I understand that you are sending me to go to um, the king, but he has not called me for 30 days, and everybody knows that. So this king, if you just go, you go at your own peril, you may lose your life. Are you, are you with me so far? Uh, yeah. So if I go, I may lose my life he says if you go and he doesn't hold out his golden rod to you that's it this is just like us and the excuses we have you know I would have done the work of God but the children I'd have done the work of God but the man that I married I would have done the work of God but my job and my circumstance I'd have done the work of God but you see I'm a woman I'd have done what you asked me to do, eh? But because of the things I don't have. Am I talking to some people this morning? Legitimate. What she's saying is legitimate. It's legitimate. You see. And if Mordecai was like her roommate, her classmate, her neighbor, her friend, he would have said, I understand. Let's see what Mordecai said. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then their enlarge, then, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether thou hast come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Mordecai was somebody who knew more than Esther. And he did not allow her to throw away her ministry and the purpose for which she was in that house. Mordecai stood for what was true. So even though, yes, it is true, you have children. Yes, it is true, you have a lot to do. Yes, it is true, life is not easy. Yes, it is true, there's a weight of things upon you. But be it known unto you that there are some souls that must be won by you. But if you won't, somebody else will win them. Next left with you and your God. That's the answer that he gave her. Some of you, the people to whom you go for advice, they are just like you. Do you understand when I say they are just like you? They are going to say what you want to be said when you need to hear what is real somebody must talk to you this morning I came to ask you who can talk to you who can talk to you oh may I only tell my friend your friend what are the characteristics of that friend Mordegar he had credentials this man is a man of experience this man he knows God he was standing for the defense of the people, of, uh, of uh, for the Jews. If you like, you can say that was his ministry. He was, he was seasoned in it. Many of you who are here, nobody can talk to you. And that is the reason for the problem that you have. Nobody can tell you the hard truth. Me cry, it's only because I'm up here that I can talk.
0: Yeah.
1: If you were to come to my I'd say, ah, okay. Okay, ah, hmm, okay, I see. Oh, okay, oh, but Mordecai, he gave it to her straight. You won't do, somebody will do, but the end, you because she's there by all means when they are killing you. Oh, don't so remember that you were related to Mordecai. End of you, you need to have somebody in your life who can speak the truth to you. Yeah. When we started in the ministry in 1995-96, my children were small, and my husband had always been my closest friend, and I found that as the ministry brought work, that there was not so much time. So one of the times when Bishop Dagwood, I was talking to him on the phone, then I told him that my husband doesn't have any time for me. Then he listened to me for a while and then he said, You know, maybe you haven't entered into the ministry. I think you should. It will help you. That was my Mordecai. That's why I'm standing here this morning. That's why my marriage is still intact. But if I had gone to talk to my classmates or talk to my friend, that's a hmm, these men of God. That's how they are. Hmm. That's how they are. Are you there? That's how they are. Mm. All of us, we are neglected. We are all crying. You you don't mind him, eh? You see, the person would have spoken in a way that would not have helped me. And some of you have surrounded yourself with people who are speaking to you. It doesn't help you. Somebody has to tell you to stop playing the fool. Somebody has to tell you that, listen... This is how marriage is. And if you don't have such a person in your life, it's probably because of your behavior. Mercy. (laughs) Are you there? Marikai must be somebody that you respect. Hmm? Who is there who can speak into your life? For me, this is one of the biggest issues. Because many of the current generation, nobody's talking to you. And not just that. Nobody can talk to you. You won't hear. When you start talking, then they'll tell you that, oh, eh, you are favoring the man. <laughs> mm-hmm. The church is very quiet. I want to ask you a question. Why will I talk to you about the man's issues? What can you do about it? Nothing. Exactly nothing. Nothing. So I'll talk to him about his issues. And I'll talk to you about your issues. So don't come with your tuna eh, every day then they are praising the man then they are saying what well, somebody who is answering me, father let the Holy Ghost give the person a knock right now Amen. you get a headache when you leave here know that the Holy Ghost gave you a knock are you there yeah there must be a Mordecai there must be somebody in your life who can talk to you hey hmm. Charlie I May mean, I have more than one Mordecai in my life? Oh. Wow. Hey. Bishop uh, Zaki has caught me and blasted me well before. Wow. Hey, ordered me to go back home and do the right thing. When I thought the matter was finished, I went to Kodesh. I'm sitting there minding my own business. Not knowing that when he was talking to me, Bishop Eddie was in that car then Bishop Eddie gave an example and I knew the example he was giving. It was just me. <laughs> I laughed. I, just, I stood up and I laughed. I just knew that. But because, you see, you shouldn't think that you are so important. I think that it's a blessing to have people who can speak the truth to you and you can tell you to stop being silly. Yeah. Are you there? Otherwise, you would drive your boat into the wallow. Hey. With this basket of emotions you are carrying, hey, I'm talking to somebody. Who, who, I want you to sit there and think. Have you ever done something very stupid in your life? When you were, when you finish, now when you answer, I say, Ah, this thing I did, cry, I didn't cry. Why cry? Did I do that? Yeah, yeah. So that's why you should see that if you leave it, you just drive your boat anywhere Somebody must tell you. When we were coming to Komaze, after the announcement had been given, that was okay. We're moving from Tamale to Kumasi. Then one night, I don't know what happened, but I woke up, my husband had already come to, to some meetings in Kumasi, and then all of a sudden, the thoughts began. Hey, but if you come, what's going happen with this, Is this? this? What's going happen with that? Remember, we spoke about fears. What's going to happen with this? This and that? Hey, by the time the thoughts were finished, I was totally miserable. So the following morning, my husband called as usual, and I was not my usual happy self, because normally I'm, yeah, you know, he said, What's up? And I said, Last eh, night I was just wondering that all this and this and this and this. Masman listened to that Then he said, Satan has visited you. You see, you may say, Oh, he should have crock you. You are crock Satan. Hey, he'll bring his chair. When I put that phone, I realized I know what he's saying is true. And who wants a visit from Satan? Nobody remove you right now. Oh, in two minutes, I was okay. <laughs> Key number two. Key number two. Overcome by the wisdom of the Naomi in your lives. And Naomi in your life. Ruth chapter three, let's go from verse one. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? So that's one of the characteristics of a Naomi, that even though the person is giving you instructions, you know that the person means you well. Naomi, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, no, no, verse 2, And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winneth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash therefore, wash thyself therefore and anoint thee and put thy raiment upon thee and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie and thou shalt go in and, cup, and cover his feet and lay thee down and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, All that thou sayest unto me I will do. Naomi is symbolic of a godly woman who also is a little older and who also knows how men are. Are you with me? Yeah. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2 verses 3 to 4, "The aged women likewise, that they be in behaviour as becometh holiness, as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things" that they may teach the young women. Are you seeing it? To be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. So you can see that even the Bible is advocating the intervention of Naomi in your life. And the reason is because many things might surprise you in this area of life. We've spoken about some of them already. And here was Naomi giving instructions to Ruth some of the instructions were quite basic. Take us back to, yeah, no, verse 3. Look at some of it. Wash yourself. Mm. Hello? see you're looking, fine, fine. Can somebody here tell you that? Or somebody in your life tell you, go and bath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ask your neighbor, can somebody tell you go and bath? There must be a Naomi. Because this is a very personal thing. Very, very, very personal. Says Go and bath. Anoint yourself. Put on pomade. Mm, 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 mm. And put your clothes on. You see, as if Naomi uh, 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 Ruth doesn't dress up. But she's saying something. She's saying something. And some of you wives, maybe somebody should tell you to go and bath. Hmm. Do you know that a time can come in your life when you are so hot that you are even neglectful of yourself? Yeah. yeah. And somebody must be able to tell you, hey, catch yourself up. Is you he not a random person? That's the problem. Some of you go and share your issue with a random person. It's not a random person. There's a specific person. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know. And then she now gave her instructions on how to comport herself. You see. Some of you young ones, you don't comport yourselves well, oh. Oh, you. you see, it is true that in church we are making noise and we are jumping and we are dancing. When you are going to meet your in-laws, it's not like that, oh. Please talk to them. Talk to them, people. You're going to meet your in laws. I say, Oh, hello. Yes, miss. <laughs> Yes, please. Please, my name is the Yes, please. Oh, um, I bet to be other. Comport yourself. Uh, if you are sitting by a sanguinic lady who you know is like that, push her and say, Did you hear? I said, gather yourself, comport yourself. Comport yourself. It's not everywhere that we go that we just throw our legs around. It's not everywhere you go that you wear trousers. It's not everywhere that you go that you have done your hair something, something. Not everywhere. The church is quiet too. though. Yeah, but mommy, when we came to your church, your minister has colored hair. <laughs> because this, in my church, we like such things. <laughs> but this same minister follows me around when we are going. <laughs> <laughs> well look come on, come, on, come on! very serious. Oh nymphs are growing it's a power we play. No, because in the house we can play, but as we are going out, comport yourself. You don't know who you will meet. You don't know how you know how people have things in their minds. Yeah, Paul says that if my eating something will make my brother stumble, I won't do it. You know. So sometimes we have to counsel the person. Look, don't do that. It's okay to have purple hair, but not here. <laughs> are you there? As for here in the church, we are happy in life. Because it's a young people's church. But we will not take it anywhere. Hey, you are going to see your in-laws. Then you have worn what? These are your things you wear with your breasts falling out. Ah! It's not okay, oh. Not okay. Keep it in the house. It's not okay. Hey. You have worn your sleeveless dress to go and greet your in-laws. Hey. What other horrible things do we have? (laughs) Hallelujah. You are going to eat. They are giving me more apport. So I've gone to your in-laws. You are coming to eat. You serve everything. Hey. Huh? The Bible says, put a knife to your throat. Hey, if you be a man, give it to appetite. It's not in your in laws. You oh, please, can I get a takeaway? Yeah. Huh. You are done for. It's over. You are finished. <laughs> huh. Hey, somebody says, oh me, I like bows. I can't I have to chew down there. Crack, crack, crack. Hey! Hey! (laughs) Let me tell you something. Even in your house with your in-laws present, pack the bones to your kitchen. Go and treat in the kitchen. Don't do it there. Hey! Hey! Amen! Ask your neighbor, is there somebody can talk to you? Sometimes some of you young ladies, you come walking around, we can smell the sweat on you. I say nothing. Say nothing. Because if we talk now, it will be an issue. But somebody needs to tell you that listen, you sweat a lot. So buy deodorant. Hey. You see, the church is very quiet. (laughs) Yeah, someone has to tell you. Are you there? Otherwise, you'll grow with it. Mm. You see, you can smell somebody else. You can't smell yourself. What did your neighbor say? Ask your neighbor, please. Will you tell me? Will you tell me if. (laughs) Will you tell me? Now, there was one instruction she gave her. I think it's in verse four, where she says that just go and cover his feet lay down, and he will tell you what to do. You know, this commandment is symbolic of don't push the man around. A lot of ladies try that. Don't push the man around. Even when you are the boss, don't push him around. Because there will be a reaction to it. Are you there? Mm. The Bible says that a sweet answer turneth away Rough, a sweet voice. So even though you are the boss, there's no need to get bossy about it. Politely as please, can you move this from here to here? But I have seen women move it. Carry the thing. Eh, you don't hear what I'm saying? I said eh. I said come Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm teaching you how to survive as a woman in the ministry. I just need you to under, no, 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 not this one, no, no, no. Hey, are you there? I am t- informing you that the world is not equal, no matter what you do about it, because that difference is right from time immemorial. The white man has tried it. they've really tried to level it. It hasn't leveled up till now. So you've got to survive. And one of the ways of surviving is to use the softness. It works. Use the what? the softness. It's there. It works. It works, girl. A soft answer turneth away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. So you are the boss. Yes, but your words, they stir up anger. You think the person is for you, but he's not for you at all. Today, as we are here, the whole world is holding their breath. Whether Russia is going to blow up or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's a guy there who has risen up against Putin, and the reason why he rose up were grievous words. They stirred up anger. Now the whole thing is a beast, and you are wondering what is going to happen. And you are sitting here, you don't know that it concerns you. <laughs> hey, when they started fighting Ukraine, did you think it would concern you? We thought it won't concern you, but when you go to the market now, can you buy the tomatoes? Mm. Ah. Hey, amen. So it's something that we need to learn. Some of us, when we are in positions of authority, the behavior is so bad. Ah. Yeah. What will it cost you to speak politely? What will it cost you to speak softly? Are you not a woman of God? Remember God, though. Remember God. Hmm. You see, some of us say, eh, we are coming from a hard school, oh, so don't, you don't have to pass through my school. Ah. You think it's because of perfection, I'm saying what I'm saying. Hey. I got sacked nine years. I was waiting to get back into full time. You'll be there. It's the mercy of God, that I didn't die in those nine years. I would have arrived in heaven they would ask me, what have I done? What am I doing here? Because of rudeness, a mouth that you cannot hold. Choleric sisters, in those days, everything that I see, my mouth will say. Hey! Hmm. Please, if you are sitting by a friend who's like that, push the person, push the person. Huh? <laughs> Mm. You are sitting by a choleric sister. Mm. Tell that choleric sister that she has to learn to, to hold herself. Ooh. Hold yourself. Hold yourself. Hey. Hold yourself. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> are you there? And God had to bring me to a place to show me that you are not needed in this world at all. Hey. Mm, a very severe lesson. So take it from me. Yeah. The cholerism, sit on it, sit on it. Sit on it. Use it to accomplish things. Don't use it on human beings. And know that your mouth is like a gun. She has say, me Miss Lego." Hey. oh yeah, ask my sister what I'm saying is it true or is not true my sister can even send me a text she said Charlie one day she sent me a text now dear, why are you useless to go around because they used to bring the issues to be sorted out to me, are you seeing it it's sorting for fun now she realized that when they bring the issue, I don't say, oh, you leave them eh? you just relax and understand eh? it's because of where I've been passed through <laughs> amen so yes, God has given, you see they are God given traits though Use it in whatever you are doing, but don't use it on people. Wow. And certainly don't use it in your house. Hmm. Number three. <laughs> ah, this one dear, unless I just shorten the story. But number three, learn and deploy the art of abigailism. Hmm. Learn and deploy the art of Abigailism, First Samuel, chapter 25. That's where we meet Abigail. You know, we cannot read the story. We'll get stuck there. we will not close today. It's time to be getting ready to close. But Abigail was a lady who was married to a very foolish man. A rich man, but a foolish man. And... <laughs> David sent his men. You see, during the t- certain times of the year, they released their sheep into the mountains. It's a time when they lose a lot of sheep because thieves come for some, wild animals come for some. But this particular year, when they were up there, David's men, David and his men were there. So they really guarded, helped the, the, the shepherds with the sheep. So everything came back. So now, when it was time, just they, they share the sheep, that they remove all the wool from the sheep. It was sharing time. It's a time when a lot of food is cooked. It's a time when there's a lot of happiness. So David now sent to the man to say that, oh, they should um, um, please remember our, you know, our goodness to you and send us some food. Because remember, David was a fugitive at that time. So anything that you send, you know, greet him. Nabal sent a very rude answer. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should look at the the answers. Um, First, yes. Nabal answered David, who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man (laughs) from his master. You know, he answered very Shall I take my bread, my water, and my flesh that I have killed for my shearers and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? (laughs) So this rude answer, the people turned around and the servants went back to tell David. So David decided, David was so angry and he was going to come and kill everybody. Now, while David was preparing to come and just finish them off, a, a, a servant told Abigail who is the wife of Nabal, the man who spoke like that, and said, Hey! Trouble has found us all because when these guys came, what our master said, eh? <laughs> All of us are going to die here, and it was true. David had said that, "Ha, if one who pisses against the wall is even alive, that means even a dog would die in the house." They are coming to clear everything and everybody. Are you there? So Abigail quickly said, "Look, get just get me donkeys, get me this, get me that, put food this and that." And she took these things and went all the way. And as she was hurrying up to go and meet David, David was on her way, his way with her people. And they came. The Bible says she jumped down from her horse, just prostrated, and said, Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, hmm, this is my husband. Eh? The way that he is, he's a foolish man. I'm very sorry. But you know, it's because they didn't meet me. I'm sorry, Pa. Here is what I've given. And then and, and one of the things she said to David was that don't do what you have planned to do because as at now, God has selected you to become the next king. If you just come and wipe out a whole family, it becomes a stigma against your name, and you will become king, as God has said, and that stigma will be against you. Please don't do what you plan to do. And then she gave what was good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So when um David heard her word. She spoke so graciously. And he actually thanked her for reminding him that, you know, I mean, preventing him from spoiling his record. And he took everything. Then she returned home. That night, she didn't say anything to the husband. And the following day, she told him that, look, they were going to come and kill us. The Bible says that the man was so afraid. She didn't say anything to the husband that night because he was drunk. The man was so afraid. He had a heart attack and he died a couple of days later. Now... (laughs) <laughs> the behavior of this woman is what I need us to learn something from. You see, step number one you don't need to write this in the book I gave you. It said, whole chapter there. The book you said you have that you were doing something when they gave you free 1 is there. Learn about Abigailism. It's a whole chapter. <laughs> the first thing is to diagnose the problem. Amen. Diagnose the problem. You see, Abigail did not fool herself. In verse 25, it says, Let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. Are you seeing it? So she's just acknowledging that this is the problem. This is it. This is it. Amen? Because there are some of us, when you see that there's a problem, then you pretend that it's not there. The problem you are pretending is not there, it will eat you up. It will eat you up, yeah we have seen women who are married to Nabals who say nothing about it until the next thing you know there's a whole explosion and everything is a sport, of course we are not saying you just talk to anybody, you must find who to talk to, amen Amen. so the second thing is that don't deny it, that's the problem the second step in Abigailism don't deny there's a problem, what's the problem okay so I've gone ahead and I've married a man who is not ministry minded than I am, it's a real problem But you have understood the problem. You have acknowledged it. So now what do you do? Step number three. You ask for help. Amen. You see, because this girl, when she came, she she didn't hide it at all. She said, please, I I need help. I need to talk to you. I need your audience. In the church nowadays, we have people who don't say anything at all. When the thing is sports, they are not coming to tell us what can we do to a balloon that's already best? Eh? Or oh, we're magicians; we should put it together. When you come to church, then you're you are pretending you have gone to wear the same dress as the man. Do you know that story that Bishop Dark tells about this couple who was in church? Every time they come to church, in the same—I mean, if it's green, they are both in the same fabric in green. If it's blue, I mean, shall everybody believe that? So people really thought that. I mean, Charlie, this is a marriage, If I, I'm thinking about, how I like, my. as they were walking around, everybody was thinking, no, oh, they were there. No, Charlie, Sandra, three months, they have not spoken to each other. So the question that he was even asking was that: How do they even know to wear the same color? Is, that, is it that one will go and pick it and the other will pick all? Three months, they have not been talking in the house. Oh. Hey! Are you there? So you see her asking for help. And she spoke very nicely. Please, if you need help, get help. Are you there? Get help. Some of you, you are talking to your pro- about your problem to the watcher seller. If the watcher seller... Is a woman of God. There's no problem. But most of the time, she's just somebody who's selling and she has time. Some of you are sharing the problem with your friend. Your friend who is like you. Because all of us, our friends are like us. So how your mind is not correct. That's how your friend's mind is not correct. Hey, the church is very quiet. Your friends are like yourself. Yeah. So seek help. From where help can be found. Amen. Are you there? Sometimes the help you are looking for, the pastor of your church cannot give it. So find a pastor who can. Do you understand when I say the pastor? I have people. Lady Pastor Bennett, please, have I sent people to you before? Thank you. I'm their pastor, but what they have brought, are, yeah. it's like, mm, this one, it needs a little more something, something. I mean, because of the counseling and something, you've done it as a prophet. You might, you, plus the Bible is there. This one, it needs the knowledge plus the Bible. Then I'll say, oh, help me, please. I'm sending. You see, you're looking at me like, "Eh." if somebody comes to stand in front of you and says that I've been using knife to cut myself, what will you tell them? (laughs) Stop using the knife. (laughs) Can you handle it? Ah, uh, me too. I can't. That's why I'm saying that I will send the person to somebody who the person has the Bible, but also has the the that that training to handle. Hey, don't you, I, you have not met some before, eh? Uh, then maybe you don't counsel people. Look, I've met people. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So I look for another place. Recently, somebody asked me a question. I told the person, "Please, this question you're asking me, I have to send you higher, Yeah. Because it was a very sensitive question. And you are going to answer. Then when you finish answering, you have spoiled something. So if it is out of your league, please move it. But even within the same church, you might find out that you speak to one pastor easier than another. Go to the one you speak easily to. Or you don't get what I'm trying to say to you. Seek help. That's all I'm saying. Seek help. Seek help. Yeah. I have people in this church who still text my son about their problems. Because he was their first shepherd. And they find that, oh, I can't flow. So I should bow. Never. <laughs> are you there? We're talking about Abigailism. Abigail's ask for help. Some of you, you are staying with a certain kind of man if you don't ask for help. Hey. The man is nabal and you are sitting by it. And to yourself. Mm. Tell your neighbor, yo, yo, yo. (laughs) You have not come to say that the person is nubble. Every time when we see you outside, (laughs) they are working a team, perfect family. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) Next one. Learn to speak wisely to your husband. Learn to speak wisely. Listen to verse 36. This is after she has gone to sort out the issue. (laughs) Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for it was very drunken. Wherefore she told him nothing, less or more, until the morning light. Hey, Tell your neighbor, it's not all the time we talk. Sometimes, hold on, hold on. (laughs) The next verse. When it came to pass in the morning, when the wine was gone out of Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, and his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. So she didn't talk when, hey, if she had spoken when he was drunk, she would have died. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> are you in the house? So less or more. Now there's also another thing to that. Some type, don't, something that you are saying,.'t atta- don't, don't dress it up. Just like that. Just the facts, finish. Hallelujah. Proverbs 29 and verse 11. Proverbs 29:11. "A fool attracts all his mind." Do you remember the food case we said? said, oh, you are you are." You are, you are ordering food (laughs) we don't say everything I have young people in the church you are from a home that they see church in a certain way and you want to serve God you just be quiet be quiet! Don't say they will go back and say, "Oh, so the church that we are in, they said that this and this and this." They said that 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 that. Then when you finish in the nonsense, and then they have now told you that stop going to church. are come and tell me, what should I do? What should I do? Hmm. Yeah. Tell neighbor, Learn to be like Abigail. Learn it. Learn it. Oh. The next step is to give soft answers give soft answers yeah give soft answers you know the scripture, Proverbs 15:1 is your scripture the next one is to act wisely now one of the things that I, I enjoyed as I prepared this particular chapter <laughs> it's, this chapter is from this one daughter you can make it Bishop Dag says something are you married to Nabal or to Peter know the difference You understand? Uh Know the difference. Who are you with? So that based on that difference, you now know how you maneuver your way and act wisely. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Now, how do you know when you have practiced Abigailism? You know because there's peace in your house. There's peace in your house. You are here today, there's upheaval in your house or there's silence that invites demons in your house, then you have not practiced Abigailism. You need to take back your house. Am I talking to some people today? Hallelujah. And you see also that Abigail preserved her relationship with her man of God. There are some people, they will withdraw, then they will go back into the house, and then they will leave everything. They will leave church, and then they move away, and then they are just sitting. No, it is a way to preserve your relationships and the last key, probably the most, most important key, develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14 and verse 16, we meet the Holy Spirit. And he says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. I want to dwell on that word comforter. Yes, there are times when things are too much for us. The comfort of the Holy Spirit is there. But not only that, that same word comforter, counselor, are you there? Helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. That's who the Holy Spirit is to us. I find myself at times just walking out saying, Holy Spirit, give me help, help me, help me. Help me. Before I'm aware, something has come, out. yeah, that has sorted it out. Are you there? Sometimes you need to tell him I need counsel how to go through, how to go about this particular thing. Don't just fly off in the emotions. Talk to him about it. Hallelujah. It talks, it says that he's the intercessor. There are times when he just has to take us before God and pray for us. Advocate, he's your lawyer. Have you ever needed a lawyer before? Sometimes you need a lawyer, he's the one. There are times when I say speak for me. You just need to speak for me. He's our strengthener. When the Bible calls us the weaker vessel, when you are young, you wonder why. Tell anybody, you go grow. You know why they call us the weaker vessel. You, you, yeah. And then they say, a standby. Somebody who is standing by us in whatever situation that we are in. And many times as we appeal to him, we get help. The last scripture I want to share with you is in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the very last verse, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. This is the grace that we often say: the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. I want you to give us that scripture in the Amplified Bible, please. The communion is because we use that word communion is something that is a bit of old English You see, the Holy Spirit is the, is, is the Jesus was the one walking on earth at a point Now it's the Holy Spirit that he has left with us And we seek to fellowship Fellowshipping is not the same as praying Fellowshipping is just talking together We're having a moment of fellowship When we break up to refresh, we'll be fellowshipping. Are you with me? And there are times when you, you need to cultivate that habit You see the presence and the fellowship, the communion, the sharing together, and the participation of the Holy Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit in your life? The issues, have you discussed them with him? Have you spoken to him about it? When I say, have you discussed them with him, talk to him. Talk to him about it. Are you there? Not pray. Hey. Prayer, or let me put it this way, prayer is prayer. This one we are talking about a relationship a relationship Holy Spirit, I'm not so happy about what I'm seeing I don't really know which way to go about it do you, what do you say about it, what should I do you will be amazed at the idea that you will have Yeah, you'll be amazed at the response that you have, are you in the house you see a young lady being too familiar with your husband instead of the rising up of anger Holy Spirit, what should I do what should I do, you'll be amazed he'll tell you exactly what to do exactly, exactly, exactly without embarrassing yourself or anybody and you see that he has sorted it out I don't know your station in life I just pray that that the words that have been spoken will meet you at your station if you're not married, you're about to enter into things that you get your portion you're single, you get your portion you are married, you get your portion you have children, you get it, you don't have children I pray that a certain spirit of revelation will enter into you, hallelujah, so that we will do the work that God has left for us, amen. He has called you into the ministry of that call, may you never doubt. That call is there, it's just a staring, but it is there. And if we allow Him to guide us, we will fulfill our ministry.
0: We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter, at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-I-C. God richly bless you.